Changing healthcare starts with a dream. Better care, smarter care, and healthier people. Listen weekly as Dr. Gregory Goodman interviews today's most innovative MDs as they transform healthcare and share their journey from white coat to business suit, highlighting lessons learned and golden prescriptions for your success. Join us today and get your doctor-recommended dose of MD Innovation. So welcome to The Modern MD. This is your host, Dr. Gregory Goodman. I'm very excited today. We've got Anthony Wen, who's the Chief Medical Officer of Cognizant and responsible for driving their overall clinical direction for their healthcare business process unit. Dr. Wen serves kind of through the intersection of technology, global clinical services, and informatics, and is really helping to reshape healthcare. His accomplishments in the healthcare industry have led to his recognition as a Dorland Health 2010 Medical Director of the Year. In his previous role as Senior Vice President and Medical Director for WellPoint, he was responsible for all aspects of care for 34 million members. Anthony was a partner physician for Kaiser Permanente and served as a Vice President of the Medical Staff. He's a Fellow of the American College of Physicians and Board Certified in Internal Medicine. Anthony, welcome to The Modern MD. I'm honored to have you on the show. Hey, thanks, Greg. I'm delighted to be chatting with you. Tell us a little bit more about you personally and your journey is what I'm turning The Modern MD. Sure. I started my work as an internist back in the early 2000s. And after graduating from residency, I realized while practicing in a hospital as well as in the clinic that there is an entire ecosystem working behind the scenes to enable me to take care of patients. And I realized that with healthcare being challenged with so many disparate processes, so many uh, people not being able to afford healthcare, that this ecosystem that I'm living in or working in is not optimized. And that's when I realized that I need to be part of a process rather than just complaining. And so I went to get my MBA in the early 2000s, and then subsequently stopped practicing full-time and went into administration in 2005. And from there, I just uh, have not looked back because I've been focusing on looking towards the future and enabling physicians to practice better care. What an exciting journey. You know, I, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about, you know, that transition where, where you went from clinical medicine to what I'm terming the business suit. Can you tell us a little bit more about your transition? Sure. The, the transition was interesting in the fact that as a physician, you practice in ad hoc teams. When I'm a hospitalist taking care of a patient, I call the rheumatologist, the pulmonologist, and they all just write their notes in the chart. But very rarely do we all meet together with the treating physicians, with the patient, the patient's family, and make decisions as a team. So that is contrary to the business world where you work together as a team and you're making decisions jointly. So that transition there, I think, is something that I quickly realized. In addition, it's the emotional intelligence that I quickly had to hone. Because, Greg, when you're practicing and you're in the clinic or at the bedside, you write orders, you tell the patient, this is what I think you ought to do. You might give pros and cons, but you already have a pathway set in your mind. At least I did. In the business world, here, you need to really be more balanced because 
it's a very competitive environment and you want to be able to be smarter than your competitor. And that means really taking in a broad based opinion and being able to put your ego aside and realize that, Hey, that new grad that's an intern working you might have a better idea than you. And that is another learning point. No, that's incredible. And, and I couldn't agree more with you. I think in the business world, you know, you quickly learn the value of a team and the importance of, you know, taking input from many different people to ultimately kind of make the best decision. And it is a transition from clinical medicine where, you, you know, for the most part, you're kind of driving to your point, the patient's pathway, kind of uh, taking, you know, some input, but but really leading that, that team in a, in a different way. So I love to start the show off with a success quote. Anthony, do you have a quote that you live by that's important to you? Absolutely. My success quote that I live by is, go to work each day not being afraid to get fired. So if you go to work and you always play it safe, then you're never going to accomplish anything great. But if you're working where you're pushing the envelope, you could either be wildly successful or not. But I'd rather take that gamble because in our industry and improve the lives of the people around us, we have to take some bold steps. And if you're not afraid to get fired, because you can always fall back on your clinical skills, that's when physician executives are really going to make an impact. That's really incredible. I, I think that's such a great way to live and to push the boundaries. You have to be willing to take some risks. And I, I think being... For, for many of the audience who, who are physicians, it's a really unique position to be in, you know, where you can always kind of go back and, and clinical medicine can be a really great foundation. And there's a lot of opportunity to, to kind of push the boundaries in the business world and, and uh, not be afraid to fail. So I just want to go back to, to one section. So I've got a section called the white coat to business suit. And I remember that you were part of helping to set up uh, kind of a physician executive course and, and took a, a leadership role, I think, at WellPoint doing that. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So when I was at WellPoint as a senior executive there, I started the Physician Executive Program. And what that program entails is that every year we take in two physicians that have some sort of advanced degree, but they don't have a lot of experience in the business world. So they're like interns, again, with an advanced degree. And so these physicians then would rotate through various uh, departments, where it be accounting, finance, business strategy, marketing, uh, as well as work with me personally on uh, various initiatives. So I'm giving them an opportunity to learn from a payer perspective the opportunities as well as the challenges. And then from that, these physicians could either stay, if they're good enough, within my department or move on into the industry. What our goal was in developing this program was to really build physician executives that can lead in a practical way. So I see so many physicians get their MBA and then just go back to practicing and say, hey, you know, I'm collecting degrees. I got another degree I can hang on my wall. We need physicians to really do something rather than just collecting degrees or complaining. I, I think you're 100% correct. And it's a, it's a very different world when you, 
you, you know, try and, and go off from getting your MBA and, and go from the books to, to actually implementing and executing solutions. And, you know, that's really exciting. And uh, for those listening that, you know, that could be a really exciting program. So I wanted to, to, to shift um, to what I'm terming idea to venture. And I would love to hear about, you know, your current work and, and how you're reshaping healthcare and your kind of vision for technology in, in, in the future. Sure. So in my current role as the chief medical officer for Cognizant, I'm blessed with working with over 220,000 people across the globe that are interested in improving our world today, whether it be in healthcare, finance, pharma, or, or other aspects that we are engaged with. I am engaged in a healthcare vertical, which has a focus on pharma, biotech, as well as payer and providers. And with that, my goal is to really improve the lives of the people that we're serving today through Cognizant as well as our subsidiaries. So we are engaged with, with processing claims on the back end, as well as engaging with our clinical nurses based in the Philippines to engage people to improve their life. One example is that uh, we have nurses that are trained as health coaches over in the Philippines where it's more cost-effective. They serve and they engage people, develop care, care plans for individuals. So they'll create for me a personalized nutrition plan as well as exercise plan. And they'll also monitor me with one of the wearable devices, i.e. a Fitbit. And so I've been traveling the last few days, so my coach would uh, ping me and say, Anthony, it's been three days since you hit your sleep goal. What's going on? Do you want to talk about cognitive sleep therapy to improve that? So this is an opportunity for us to really leverage technology with clinical nurses that are more affordable with the need in America and fuse that together to be able to have better outcomes. And the outcomes that we're seeing are very exciting. That is really cool. And I think it's uh, some really exciting stuff. Are you doing any work in kind of the alternative payments, the ACOs or bundle payments that you could maybe share some insights? I, I know some of those are pretty hot topics. Sure. So with the bundle payments now, it is facilitating a team environment. And so in that team environment where now the doctor is getting paid for the total care for a patient for a, a set amount of time, that doctor is going to be incentivized to really manage costs. And manage costs means not, not just sending them to the lowest cost facility, quality being equal, because we'll never want to trade off quality for cost, but low-cost facility, but also having to have a team of people to support his or her patient. So let me give you an example. You go to the doctor and you see the patient for your diabetic care. The doctor will tell you and give you all these things that you need to do with a diet, nutrition, medication. But in between visits, who's going to really be engaging with you managing uh, you and your family so that you can have, you know, cook better food, for instance. Currently, that's a big lack. So Cognizant see that as an opportunity for us to leverage technology and our nurses to be able to facilitate that care in between doctor's visits. And that's what we're focusing in on. 
it's really exciting, incredibly cutting edge, and uh, I think uh, you guys are, are doing some really important and exciting work. So I'm going to shift to our last section. It's called uh, our business round. So these aren't our typical hospital rounds. I'm going to ask you a few questions and uh, excited to hear your input. So one of the things that I've, I've studied and, and, and looked at with some of our successful physician entrepreneurs is that they have kind of a morning or daily routine or a success habit. Do you have a success habit or a, or a morning routine that you'd like to share? Well, in the mornings, uh, I usually wake up around 4 a.m. Uh, and I drink a little coffee and, and catch up on the news. And then um, because I'm fortunate enough to live near the beach, I go surfing in the mornings. And so that gives me downtime to be able to take in the ocean as well as the sunrise and really um, kind of relax a bit and enjoy the water and nature. And that refreshes me. Um, so that's what I like to do in the mornings um, outside of getting my kids up and feeding them breakfast. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I might come join you at, at some point at the, uh, at the ocean and come surfing. That's really cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> So what, what is the best advice that you've ever been given? The best advice that I've ever been given is really decommoditize yourself. And what I mean by that is if you think you're, uh, of yourself as practicing today, how are you different from that new, newly minted board certified physician that's coming out from training? How are you really different? Because those physicians are trained in this newest technology. Uh, they're uh, likely able to quote uh, the evidence-based medicine better than somebody that's out many years, at least better than me. How are you decommoditizing yourself? Otherwise, you, you shouldn't expect to get paid anymore. And I certainly, as uh, looking from a macro level, I'd rather pay that younger physician who is not going to be as costly and is going to be likely more up-to-date. So how are you, as you're going through your career, decommoditizing yourself so you're bringing additional value that that new, newly minted resident or uh, graduate cannot do? So are you able to lead uh, the teams better? Are you able to be insightful and manage the, the uh, medical office or the uh, medical staff? What are you doing that's different in the clinical realm, or what are you doing to facilitate better care within your environment, whether it be um, in the group practice or an IPA or embracing new bundle payment capabilities? We should challenge ourselves and decommoditize ourselves. That's incredible uh, advice. I think it's so important to your point to continue to add value, to continue to learn create you know more opportunities for yourself and and uh, kind of push the uh, push the boundaries so a, a clinical I wouldn't call it a clinical question but something a little bit more uh, relevant to, to healthcare what do you think are some of the exciting healthcare trends that you're following that you think will be important you know physicians should be aware of sure well bundle payments and, and accountable care organizations there are different twists in terms of getting physicians to work together as a team to own that relationship or the outcomes along a duration. So in the traditional fact, uh, since I'm a surgeon, I'll operate, I'll put in a, a new hip, and pretty much done. In the new realm, 
now I'm going to put in the hip, but I'm responsible if that person goes back to the hospital. I'm responsible for the cost of the anesthesia. I'm responsible for the drugs downstream. I'm responsible for physical therapy. That's exciting in terms of bundling it together. But it makes a lot of sense. As you look back and say, geez, we don't have the systems to be able to capture and do that, to be able to allocate who's responsible for what or attribute. We don't have teams in place to do that because a doctor might want to do that, but who's going to help him or her and, and who's going to put these processes together? So the exciting trend is accountability that is now broader and longer in, during, in terms of duration. The challenge is the whole ecosystem that we have today is not capable of that. That's also the opportunity. So I, I see that as one. The other trend is the cost of drugs. And as all these drugs go up in cost, these biologics, how can we really afford it and who gets it? So that is going to be challenging because it's about affordability. And that's something we continue to grapple with. But the third trend that I'm most excited about is how do we leverage technology as now people are wearing these wearable devices like the Apple Watch or the Fitbit, you know, how do we now infuse that information into care so that the doctor that is treating Anthony for his diabetes sees that he's actually performing his steps and following his diet? That's exciting for me in terms of this information, additional information to enable patients to really get care in between the doctors. So those are the kind of the three challenges that I grapple with in my current career. Those are really exciting trends. As you mentioned, I mean, it's a, it's a whole new paradigm, thinking outside the four walls of the hospital, you know, managing patients, having, you know, patients really a part of that care team and using wearables and technology to drive improvement. The last question, and, and you mentioned it a little bit here, is do you use any digital tools or resources daily that help you with your care? So, uh, absolutely. So whether it's looking up the latest CMS guidelines or comparing benchmarks for a hospital client or taking a look at the spend based on biologics for large uh, demographic, all this information is available online. But how do you really tackle it and how do you infuse it together? So what we I use is, is obviously my smartphone, but really being able to access that so I can do my work, whether it be on the airplane with the Wi-Fi or being able to infuse that information in a way that now you can aggregate that, that information when it's on a PDF, to aggregate that data. That's the challenge right now. So what we've been working with is a number of companies that focus on artificial intelligence so that can they can aggregate all that information, including social preference data, so data from my Facebook or my Google searches, so that we can enable physicians to provide better decisions that are personalized, whether that be what hypertensive treatment I should get, whether it's a beta blocker or a diuretic, or whether it is now helping an oncologist to choose what type of cancer treatment. All that information infused, synthesized to an action is what we help our clients do. And that is much more than on a smartphone, obviously. 
That's really cool. So Dr. Anthony Wen, it was an absolute pleasure and honor to have you on The Modern MD. Thank you again, and we really appreciate your time. Delighted. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Modern MD. Head to themodernmd.com to get links and recaps of every show and so much more. Dose up and like The Modern MD Facebook page.